0: Welcome to the podcast everybody, Church on the North Coast, our greatest desire to encourage ministry leaders, empower and equip volunteers, strengthen and build the believer. Welcome, Pastor Troy Thompson, got a king with us today, William Foster is in the house. Hello, Will. Greetings put that mic in your face
1: yes happy to be here
0: a couple of things we get started some announcements just kind of let everybody know where we are what we're up to you can find us on instagram church on the north coast and facebook church on the north coast and then uh troy thompson you can find troy thompson on Instagram, Facebook, I think it's Thompson Troy. How can they find you over there, King King Will? Oh,
1: that will be uh, King Sons Eight Twenty uh, Facebook page. There you go. Uh, Instagram pages uh, One Stone Left.
0: One Stone Left. Yes. All right, we'll get into some of that in a minute. That yes, has yes. That has deep significance to some of our conversation today. For the listener today, this is a podcast I've been waiting to do for a while. Is that right? Yeah, this is a conversation I've been trying to I've been trying to introduce people to you. Uh, for a long, long time, uh, wow. your mind is interesting. I can't wait. I, we're not going to get into all of it today. This well, is good. Well, thank you. We're going <laughs> we uh, there's there's a lot. There's a lot. There's so oh much to cover. And uh, but I'm glad everybody is going to hear some of your story today. Kind of where you're from. Um, but for those that aren't familiar, uh, just kind of summarize like where you come from. Where and, uh,
1: I come from, yeah, that would be uh, quite. You can move it, it all the way okay, over to okay, you. You can you. lean back, make yes, yourself comfortable. Yes, yeah. yes, so that would be uh, interesting. The, the, the this, the idea of where I come from. Yeah. Well, I'm born from uh, William Foster Sr. There you go. That was uh, the husband of my mother, Helen Foster, who's still alive now. Who's with us now? My father died when I was nine. And uh, he passed away. But prior to his passing away, he had been in prison. And when we talk about generational curses. He had been in prison for uh, five years. But the uh, we'll get into that some other time. I want to talk about his story. But my story is that I was raised on uh, 65th and Superior. Okay, Interesting community. Interesting neighborhood. Uh, a lot of activities. A lot of criminal activities, if I should say. Um, grew up in a household where... A single parent had five sisters. I was the only boy. So that was interesting in itself. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, allowed me to, um, you know, my mom was a Southern girl, so I couldn't have a G. I doubt G O G G I dope G I Joe Dow. Right. <laughs> okay. Because, uh, I was the only boy and my mom, you know, my friends, all of them had G I Joe's. Yeah. And, uh, she wouldn't buy her only son, a G I Joe because it was a dial. So, yeah, yeah, okay. So I was, uh I wasn't privileged to have that fun uh, with the army men and things of that nature, you know, as far as uh Dallas were concerned. <laughs> so it it allowed my brain to wonder. So I got into other things at the age of six and seven years old. I was doing some um, some crazy things in our community. So six or seven, six or seven, yes. Yeah, so, so we were setting fires on mattresses that would be outside, and we. Were pulling the fire alarm when there wasn't any fire. So those are the things that I got into in that community, you know. And being away from the house most of the time I wanted to because you would hear, oh, all those sisters, this guy may wind up being, you know, funny, you know. So, <laughs> so, so I had to hear a lot of that. And, of course, mom was a rough. She was a tough lady. Okay. So she, uh, you know, brought me up in a way where she knew she had a boy separate from her, from her daughters, you know. Uh, it would allow me to do some things, and she would allow me. She gave me a lot of space, a lot of room. It was not so uh, under the uh, watchful eye of a mother. So okay. I was able to do some strange things when I was younger. Okay, so um, so yeah, taking that route, you know, I got into a lot of mischievous things like stealing mainly uh, from the corner stores, you know. So that after we moved from that area, maybe I was around nine moved to a nicer community, out of an apartment into a house now. Uh, But the neighborhood looked better, but the people were uh, twice as bad as the first group of guys. Okay. So uh, that's where I come from. I come from a community, uh, a neighborhood which bred a lot of number men, a lot of mafia uh, uh, figures in that day, Um, a lot of drug activities as far as uh, drug abusers. Uh, alcoholics and, of course, drug hard drug users in that community. A um, lot, a lot of times, you know, you, you know, you look at it. It was a beautiful neighborhood. Of course, we had green grass, you know, but the uh, grass wasn't greener on that side. For had me, green you grass. Know. Yeah. So you know, you had grass in the apartment. You have seen no grass where we grew up from the beginning. You know, uh, my childhood from where I was born, 65th and Superior, until the age of nine.
0: This is gonna be an interesting question. Go ahead, please. Uh, but um it, and I say interesting because I don't think I'm gonna get I don't think I'm gonna get the the answer that's that fits in a box because I don't I don't believe it does. But um what do you do? Now,
1: today? Yeah. Uh right now I'm a, a mentor. I call it a father figure okay. for a mentoring uh, group organization called King Sons 820. Along with that, I am a cabinet dealer Okay, for construction cabinets or home, kitchen, and bathroom cabinets. That's what I do today. And, of course, I am a uh, pastor. Now, I'm a bear for you, pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, listen, right, listen. <laughs> right. So, but, uh, yeah, that's what I do today. Uh, I'm an investor, uh, real estate investor. So, okay. Yeah. So uh, I am a, a a writer. I'm a um <laughs> I'm author of a book uh king uh, uh from the game to the kingdom from the game to, to the, the kingdom. kingdom yeah and I am a um producer of a small show coming back to cleveland
0: what's the name of that can you can you introduce can you talk yeah. about
1: it coming back to cleveland is about uh I think one of our first uh episodes would we'll deal with uh our first and beginning episode is with Charles Oakley coming back to cleveland so it's about uh a lot of Icons who have been, grew up in Cleveland and come back to visit, and we try to interview them about the reason why they came back or or what's here for them. So
0: Yeah, there's so many places to land here. My head is spinning. Uh, Really? I'm trying to figure out where I want to land because I only, you know, we we got about 30 minutes. Okay. And I'm trying to figure out where I want to land this thing. But you said the book. Let's go back to the book. The name of the book is? From the Game to the Kingdom. From the Game to the Kingdom. We'll get to the show here maybe in a a later episode. (laughs) From the Game to the Kingdom. Now explain the title. I think that's where we... We, we should send, spend the meat of our time.
1: Okay, so from the game to the kingdom, it was an um, a, 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 a eye-opener for me. Um, I uh, caught a case, a federal case, in 2000, I'm sorry, in 1997, 1996. 1997, I went through trial, and I was convicted. In that conviction, um, I, I seen a lot of um, false evidence that was directed towards me that was coming from the, those who represented the United States of America. So okay. at that point, you know, all of my life up until the age of 33, I was uh, in the life in criminal activities. And I had a- How old um, were you? A, when I started? 1997. I was 30, 34, 33, 33, okay. 1997. let give everybody some context. Mm-hmm. And so um, while sitting in court, I witnessed some things that I knew from my past experience in that life. And it kind of shook me because at the, the, you know, at the uh, uh, exposure of somebody doing some things that I have done hidden for so many years, now they're doing it openly and nothing that you can say about it when you're on trial, right? So you could say, hey, they're lying, you know, or they're not telling the truth. So at that moment, I knew that what I had pledged my allegiance to, that lifestyle had no, had no, uh, no glory at the end of it. It had no value at the end because now it's in the hands of legitimate people who are acting out a illegitimate activity that legit- i legitimate criminals. Right, right, right. These right. Are legit criminals. Right, and so it, it it spoiled my life. Were you guilty? I was guilty of the lifestyle, okay. But I was innocent of the trial, come um, on, or the case, you know. But <laughs> the lifestyle sent <laughs> me under the table, It put me under. So, yeah, I, I was guilty. I was guilty uh, of, of so many different things, but not the case. But not innocent. what? But not, not, what, not what you what were there for. Were, not the fourteen years that they sentenced me to. But I'll tell you, none of it was wasted. So, uh, so there is the opening of where, where, where did this start? Where did I start? Uh, The game from the kingdom, it started there. I knew that I was in the game all of my entire life. I knew that the game uh, said one thing, you can have whatever you want, but it was a small print I never read. It said, just don't want to win. You know, just don't want to win. So I lived that and at this point, I I begin to see now the small print. In this life you can't win. They can't and I couldn't. And that's what led me to the kingdom of God. I needed something that was sure to cause me to win, you know. So you're saying,
0: up to that point in your life, up to 1997, you weren't aware of the kingdom? No, like, no, not in that sense. Not no. even at an
1: earlier age, like no, for, for no. Your mom, I knew a song that my sisters would sing, Elijah Rock, Elijah uh-huh. Rock, shout, shout. <laughs> you that know, was it. that was it. You know, so that was the that was the gist of my uh, spirituality, other than um, demonic activities. So. No, I didn't. I didn't know the Lord at all. I knew. I thought. In fact, I thought I got baptized, but I was never saved. Yeah. So we went through the rituals of seeing people doing something different uh, in the church, and you want to be a part of a different movement because you really want something different. Yeah. But you didn't know you had to give up everything to really receive it
0: from the game. From the game to kingdom.
1: What was the game you were running? Well, the game is the. Well, it was mixed. I, I stole diamonds. I was a diamond thief. Uh, prior to that, I played the con game at an early age—12 years old, 13 years old. I was playing Talk the about con that. game. Con game was almost trickery. I'm, I'm sure you see these games played: uh, three card molly, top and the ball. That's those are strategy games that are used to manipulate and to play. So you can never win in those games. But it appeared, you know, you had a stick man, and you had well, stick man was somebody who were was acting like they're on your side <laughs> if you were the victim, and and which we call a mark. A victim is called a mark, somebody that we're going to play. So you have a stick man who's pretending to be the mark's friend. And then you have the wire man. That's the person who's shaking the top of the ball. Top of the ball, Wizard Tall, fall. Don't you make no hasty decision. I'll tell you if you got 2020 20, vision. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> so, so you had this. So you say you learned this at 12 years old. 12
1: years old, I learned, learned how, how to hustle. I learned how to hustle. I learned how to uh, shoot loaded dice uh, and, and so on. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So part of the game started there. Uh, but it didn't end there for me, you know, uh, I, at the age of 14. How do you graduate? Like, how do you take that
0: from, like, hustling to the next? Like, talk about the graduation process. Like, That's a good how questions. Go, yeah, how do you graduate? I never talked about that.
1: I was going to say, you know, you, you <laughs> want
0: to know, like, how do you go from, and, and so we're clear, like, I want I want everyone to understand. Like, right. you, when you say I was a diamond thief, right? You you ain't talking about, like, you know, like you, you went in and stuck the joint up and and said, "Give me all your diamonds." Oh no no no! no this is no no, 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 no no this more so
1: cl- more clever, more on the professional side. Um, uh, well, I, I guess you could use a gun to stick somebody up, but we we had no violence. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was, it was all part of the con game.
0: All of it was smooth. All, all of, of it, it was smooth. scripted. Everyone had a role. It was there was none of this like.
1: You know what I mean? It's right. Just not. It wasn't no, it, cheap. It was. No, it wasn't like. It was refined. It was refined. Yes. It wasn't like Ocean Eleven. It wasn't stage stuff. It was real uh, uh, instincts and movements and motions from body language. You know, so you learn that as stealing. So it was with three card Molly or the top of the ball. It's all theft. It's all theft. You have a stick man. You have a Explain mark. Explain that.
0: What's a stick man? A mark.
1: So you have three people. In order to play a game, it's always it's like either uh, the lawyer, the prosecutor, and then is the the client or the mark. Okay. We know that the prosecutor and the lawyer and the, the defense lawyer and the prosecutor works together. I see
0: what you just at did all there. Time, yeah. at all times. At right? all so times. stick man. Right.
1: Mark. So so you become the mark. Uh, uh, is the one who's trying to get something for nothing. So you have to have some type of larceny already for uh, somebody to play you. So most of the time in a jewelry store, the mark is the sales person who's trying to maybe sell you some juries. that's 300% marked over. <laughs> we just use that for an example, But so you have that person trying to persuade you to buy whatever they're selling. So, once that person has the larceny, see you and feel like this is the one I'm going to make my day off of, it turns around that larceny costs them more <laughs> than they had set out that day. Now, I'm curious. Could be $300,000 more. Could be a half a million dollars more as you read some articles. Yeah. I'm
0: really curious. So at the time when you were, when you were practicing this, did, you, did that mindset apply? You're like, you're the mark. You think you're going to take me for three, but I'm about to take you for a half a mil.
1: That's funny. You should ask. In my book, I talk about uh, my friend uh, at a, ch- a, a child, my childhood friend. We were like nine years old, ten years old, and he was the rough guy, right? And he would threaten people. He was always dirty, so you were afraid of him, right? <laughs> so this is Ro. Marla Saller just joined the conversation. Hey Marvin, so long, good to all see right. you, all God. Right. Yeah. God bless you. So, so, so he was the type of guy that would bully people all the time. And I would be the what we call uh, the stick man. Okay, He was the wire man because he would actually do the activity. So this is at nine. So Roderick would go in. He would, uh, of course, find his mark. And I would come along and tell the mark, you know he'll shoot you if you don't give him what he asks for. I'm the stick man. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want him to hurt you. So whatever he asks you for, just give it to him. But you're not actually, you're not actually armed. No, not at all. Neither okay. was he. He, he, right. he probably didn't have a real good stick. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was the stick man. Yeah. Yeah. And my job was to convince the mark to do whatever it takes. Roe was saying. To so Roe, which is the 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 wire man, we call him the wire man. So you have the wire man, the stick man, and then you have the mark. The Wireman and the stick man has always been together, but they look like they're separate. They look like they have they're not, not even the same not associated with each other. Acts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it is in the jewelry store, it's the same. You have the mark, which is the salesperson, and you yeah. have the Wireman, which is always out of sight. But you, the Stickman is always positioning the mark so they could never see the moves of the Wireman. And the Wireman was the man who was actually doing it all of us doing it, but he was the one at that moment, face in, to face. You no, will not see him. No, he's, he's the out Mark, of sight.
0: So the Mark and the stick man
1: are there. face he, to face. the
0: stick man's distracting him from the wire man. Yeah. You never know what wow. he's doing.
1: So let me use that on another scenario. Yeah. Let's use the prosecutor and the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the defense attorney. Yeah. The defense attorney, the defense attorney job is to give the, the prosecution, the rain that they need. So what do the defense attorney do? He gets his client out of the way. Right. Have them look in one place while the case is going the other. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and so when I realized that, I knew, I seen the game, I seen it played. In that game, there's motions also. There's signals and signs that you use to redirect or to direct the person that you're working with. So the wireman and the stick man has a communication without the, the, the mark ever knowing they what they're know. talking about. Yeah. So if I do like this with my ear, I'm telling you, it's righteous. It's righteous. Go ahead and get it. If I do like this, I'll say, okay, gotta leave him alone. If I say, <clears throat> it's time to get out of there, something went wrong.
0: So you, you have all these subliminals
2: signals. Signals. Yeah.
1: So that's the craft. That was the craft. That's part of the craft. That may be 20% of the craft. All right, always having a communication without communicating. Wow, you know. So, do you, do you,
0: and, and, and this is interesting because th- this is how I, I see your mind work. Do you look at the world today through I, that lens?
1: That's what brought, brought me to brought me to Christ. Yeah, the only sign was the blood or the tongue, <laughs> the t- sign. T- hey Amen. It's the tongue. So I didn't. I did, I wasn't. You, you can't be. You know, people say that the scriptures are um, contradictive. Yeah. It's never so if right. you're looking in light of the scripture. If you're looking in light of what somebody told you, then it's hard for you to to really get the revelation of the scripture. Right? So I'm saying that to say um, the the message in the in the gospel since I'm saved now, I see the world It's all moved. Yeah. There's nothing for whatever it is. You, when I see the world system, I'm looking for the stick man and the wire man. <laughs> wow. At all times.
0: Break that down, man. Who's the mark? Who's the stick man? So who's the mark the can wire? be
1: me at that moment, or it can be an unsaved person Yeah, who's allowing the enemy, which is the devil, the wire man, who uses the stick man, which is other people, to draw people to the devil. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know where that came from, but mm. hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so it is a... Thing with me that I have to be watchful, test, you know, test the spirit by the spirit. Okay, so now I got to see if it's not the spirit of God, then what is it? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So it has to be the game. Ain't no way around
0: it. You can sniff out the game. What? I know, right? Now
1: that I have Christ. See, I couldn't sniff it out before because I was caught up in it. He was in it. You know, yeah, and so when yeah. it came to me, God was calling me out, so He allowed mm-hmm. me to see myself Open on the eyes. other side. Open your eyes. He see me in the game, and He said, "I can call you out." Yeah. And I pledge my allegiance to the Lord. It's now.
0: crazy how you can see the game. You can see when, you, when you're when your spirit's alive. Yeah, when you're alive. It's nuts. nuts. So true. It's nuts. It's <laughs> It's so
1: true. But but can I say this? You know, when God says uh, in, in the scripture, I think it's First Corinthians chapter two, when He says that. Um, but you have the spirit of God, yeah. you know, and and you know the things I've freely given to you, mm-hmm. right? And what it is, we, we're thinking about things, but God has given us his insight. Right. So we can go to a deal or some kind of unpurposed game yeah. for somebody's game against us, and God will show us behind the deal on the table. Insight of the Holy Spirit will show you this deal ain't right. Whether you adhere to it or not will be on us. Because sometimes we see the deal more than we hear the voice. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, now yeah. it's learning how to adhere to His voice when it comes to a good deal. Yeah, and it says, "Seek first the kingdom of God." And Man, yeah, that's you know, it. All that's these it.
2: things will be added, but I think we we look at that backwards. We look at that Absolutely. scripture backwards in the world, and we're, we're looking at all these things and hoping that. The kingdom of God will be added
1: afterwards. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of it. But I feel.
2: I feel like I'm the mark most of
0: the time in this story.
1: Can I say? Can Can I give you an example of something? And I don't. I don't I'm not making a a, a a case study, but we're here to talk about my <clears throat> case. This is a case study. Yeah. Let me tell you. I've I had opportunity to be in the room to sit down with somebody who had read my book, and they were a wealthy person. Were Young and was into great businesses. I think this deal that he was just closing was $64 million, right? And while we sitting there talking, he said, man, I read your book. I just want to ask you a couple questions. And he said, and I'm going back to what you said, you think that you're the mark. Now watch this. He says, I saw in your book that you read, that you wrote, I had to keep the cheat off me. And he said, I was interested in that part. I need to know because so many people are coming from me from so many different directions. And you you just said I had to keep the cheat. Cheat off me. Okay. All right. I I, I learned how to keep the cheat off me. That was a term that you use when you're playing the game. Okay. You know that you. What do you mean? That means that when I see something coming, I know what it is. I learned how to keep the cheat off me. When I make a deal, I know what to avoid being the mark. To avoid being the mark. Okay. But that was in my world sense that he read it from. That's fire. Mm. He read it from the sense of the world. Where I seen it in the world sense, but well, watch what God showed me. So as he asked the question about how do I keep the cheat off me? I have so many people coming from me from so many directions. Uh, what do I do to keep the cheat off me? I see me writing in the book. I say, well, first thing you have to do is not have the cheat in you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's impossible to keep it off of you. If it's in you. Jesus was cheating. <laughs> if it's off. Oh. but the way you win. Is that it? Don't be in you. If no you retaliation. <laughs> yeah. And he said, "Oh my God!" So now we have to do some self-examination. Yeah. Yeah. We worried about people cheating us, but are we? Man, that's so true. You know, do we have that lawsuit? Because of se- yeah. But remember what I told you. The only person in the command taught me this at a young age. The only person you can beat. To the pure, all things are pure. Woo, glory. Yeah. yeah. The only person you can beat is somebody that has larceny. You can't beat the honest man because he's looking to give. He's not looking to take anything. How can you beat a man that came to give his life? My God, how can you beat him? There's nothing you can do.
0: You can't steal from me.
1: You can't steal I from gave it me. away. Woo, glory. Woo, glory. <laughs> the church. <laughs> he yeah, the podcast yeah, yeah. church. <laughs> but no, that's it. So, so so that life mixed. Uh, I, I learned from some skillful guys who taught me some very great principles. And, and I'm telling you principles that live with me today. But what sealed the principles for me is when I read it in the gospel hmm. about
0: unity. When, when did it happen?
1: That happened in 97. Again, I, I, I had a wake-up call in 1987. Like when did I, you
0: come to know Jesus?
1: When, when did it happen? 97. 97, 98, okay? Uh, I was, I caught this case. I was innocent of the case. I knew that the life, I couldn't deal with it anymore. I had an angel because I couldn't tell you who it was. And I got down on my knees. But now, let me take you back 10 years prior when I was a drug addict. God delivered me from drugs from 1987 to today. I haven't had a beer, okay? I was delivered from drugs, but I wasn't delivered from sin. I wasn't delivered from sin. Okay, so I I was actually caught up in pride. So once you deliver from drugs, it's something that's deeper than the drug. Mm -hmm. It caused you to be, you know, a drug addict or seek certain things outside. But mine was pride. I came up with a prideful lifestyle and a prideful attitude because at a young age, I was getting a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, so pride had kicked in. So once off drugs, I was worse off than I was... When I was on drugs drugs. Right because of the pride Mm -hmm. Um, So when I look back 1987 God delivered me I didn't know who it was God I prayed to Jesus the name I thought the name Jesus was God and it is Through revelation but it's not Through my my conscience So I never accepted him but I thought His name was God's name was Jesus And I would pray to Jesus he delivered me from the drugs That's crazy man (laughs) 10 he's, years later, he
0: said something. Not
1: go good. I mean, that's nuts. You like even so. That proves
0: that, like, you don't you don't even have to fully understand the name of Jesus to but be able to mention it. Oh,
1: glory, you're stupid. Even, Woo, in, your, your, even in your ignorance, he's that's like, right. I could use that, man. And he delivered me. And you were delivered. I was delivered from drugs, but I wasn't delivered from what he came to deliver me from, pride, so was seeing, which was sin. So you can ask whatever you will in His name, and He'll give it to you. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, I use That's that, good. right? right. So let me sum that up real quick.
2: Now this is why you were. This is why you were locked up.
1: I, the first time, you know, I've been locked up in and out of jail all my life. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah. 1987, I got locked up for a seventy thousand dollar Russians link fur. I, I took. Uh, I got away with it. Got out of jail. Went on the run. Whatever it was. Did a drug program. And and submitted myself to change from drug activities. But when I asked God to take it, I never mentioned God again Mm. to nobody. Now, you got to hear this. This is the key. Never mentioned God again. Ten years later, the same judge that sits me for the Russian Lynx fur, $70,000 fur, became the federal court judge for my case. Now, you got to listen to this. Ten years later, 1997, I'm sentenced to 14 years for something I never did. In front of the same judge. The same judge, right? I'm down on my knees in jail. Like, what happened? An angel came and said, if you just ask Jesus. And I remember 10 years ago that I asked Jesus to take the taste of drugs out of my mouth. And yeah. he did it. Now 10 years later, I'm on the ground in jail facing I don't know how much time at the time, and I'm there, and I know I'm innocent. And I said, Jesus, if you're real, what happened? God said, do you remember 10 years ago when I took the drug taste out of your mouth and you told everybody you did it? He said, now take the 10 years of this prison time off of you. Yeah. And I said, God, I can't. Mm. Would you take it? Would you take it? And he did. I did the time, but I did it gracefully. Yeah, I was in the kingdom from day one. That phrase,
2: people don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you're real. If you're real.
1: When, Not everybody in this you room. You call it from your heart.
2: Yes. If you are real. If you are real. Oh, my goodness. He will walk in. He'll rush in. Right.
1: And he did. Yeah. Because we're thinking that. He's going to bring me home, but he was bringing me home mm-hmm. Man. to the kingdom. And I did with my wife and my children 11 and a half, 12 and a half years off of a graceful sound, yeah, peaceful lifestyle. The best life I've ever known was in prison. Mm. Goodness. Free. How do you say that? How do you say that? The best, I'll say it again. I know how I said it, but I'll say it again. The best life I had ever known was found in prison. The only time I've ever felt freedom. In prison. In prison. In his arms. In his arms. (laughs) Don't get speechless. We got to keep
2: going. I I, I know. Do you say that because of the, because out here there's so many distractions. There's so much going on around you that it's so hard to focus and just stay in the presence of God. Oh, is here that, it is.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. But let me let me say this: when you know that you're missing something, yeah. no matter where you are, you're empty. It's almost like a, a a vase of water. The 14 years that they sentenced me to, I couldn't imagine ever seeing 14 years locked up away from what I thought that I knew. Yeah. Not just my family, but the life I knew. Yeah. Now it's been erased. Yeah. Okay, so it's 14 years. It's like a vast of water. You can never see the other side where there's land. You can't see it. It's impossible. But it was when my perception changed. Mm-hmm. Every day was a day of change. Every day was examining yourself and see if you were other faith. Every day. Yeah. So you didn't have time to think about what was out in the world or you wasn't distracted. Right? Because a new life distracts you. I'm distracted by him now. That's good. It was a new life. Yeah. So what? Do you, so how do
0: you take that experience and translate it to, to now, to outside?
1: That is so funny. You should ask that question because I've taken everything I learned in my transition, in my conversion, and I brought it to a program out here, mm-hmm. to kids. Because when I went in, I, I, I couldn't read or write. My reading was as an eight-year-old kid, a third-grade reading level. So God, the Holy Ghost, taught me how to read, taught me how to comprehend. So when I left, the Lord was downloading inside of me, telling me that you're going to go back. And your assignment is to give this to every eight-year-old kid and up. Mm-hmm. The number eight was significant. I was going to ask, that. You. I was yeah. gonna
2: ask yeah. him about that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Josiah King at eight, Noah, eight people, David, the eighth child. When you think about eight, it's the new beginning. And that was my new beginning. And he said, I want you to take your new beginning back to eight-year-old kids. They were circumcised on the eighth day. Mm. Abraham. And so God began to unfold. Because I couldn't read, the stories allowing me to magnify the things of God. So the things that I was getting and everything that I would read, I was reading. Thou and thus, what I would read, what I would talk, that would be my language. Because that's how he birthed me into the kingdom. Wow. Through the King James Version. So... So of course, you know, now I'm running the course of um, transitioning kids. Empowering kids. So the name of
0: the name of the program. The program.
1: King's Sons eight twenty. King's Son. Okay. That means Jesus. Yep. King's Son. That's the Mm. Father's son. Eight twenty is number two, new day or new beginning. Two means covenant or agreement. Zero represents the earth or earthing vessels. Yeah. So it means a new day, King's Son, Jesus Christ. New day in covenant with God. Yeah. In earthing vessels. Mm. That's what it means.
2: So how would I get my eight-year-old connected with
1: you? He's connected. That's it. Oh, we have a website and now we're restarting our program. We'll get into that some other time about how the program fell off after yeah. I had it rolling so well. I had so many sponsors, so many great people connecting. Pride kicked in again. We want to talk about the B.C. before Christ. Let me talk about the A.C. after Christ.
2: Yeah.
1: It was still some fuzzy stuff. It's still some things that God was still delivering me from and still have to deliver me from, right? And so now I get this um, thing where I knew where my boys, what happened to my kids, the same thing happens to parents and their children. When we go away or we go to the side and we're not following the things of God, it don't just land right on us, yeah, and land on our kids. And yeah. I was able to see that in the program how these generational things that we do or the choices that we make, yeah, don't just affect us. That's it right. Affect everything we're connected to. It's so important that you said that too, because
2: like so many people think that once they've been saved, they I've arrived, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I'm I'm here, I'm saved, but they don't realize that the enemy is still very just. He's pursuing you every single day.
1: More so. More so. Now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: And so that was that's that's crucial that you said that. Yes, that, yes. You know.
1: It well we know we have uh, you know, I, I think that's why our foundation with me, Pastor, it's important that I continue to teach foundation because I know um in the elementary teachings of Christ is the more vital piece because yeah. it helps you when you get way out there and you get too far ahead. Yeah you know, of the gospel, or you're thinking you arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those principles of repentance changing your mind, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not not just changing your mind, but here's another thing that God has shown me. You know, do you uh, make your mind up, or do you lose your mind? <laughs> and I learned that you gotta lose your mind. You can't make your mind up. Say it. You can't yeah. make your mind up. Explain. You have to lose it. So, so, So when you make your mind up, it's according to what you know. But when you lose right. your mind, you put on the Mind of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So, so for me, I know that I can have great ideas. But one time I had a a, a, a person that you know, uh, he's a well-off guy. We talked about you too, but I won't mention his name now. But God had gave me favor with this person. I asked for a million dollars to start this movie that we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote me back and he said, hey, listen, I'm not going to give you a million dollars to do a movie. I would rather take that million dollars and invest in somebody coming off of drugs or somebody getting out of jail. I said, I happen to be both of them guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that meal taken. Let ticket. me get that uh-huh. meal taken. But he said, hey, and I gave him my story, and he wrote me back. He said, let's meet. And we went and we met. But before we went, I asked the Lord, I said, God, harness my persuasion. Don't allow me to be persuaded yeah. or be persuasive in this deal. Yeah. If I'm persuasive, I can make it happen because I know how, Mm -hmm. but it won't live. Right. If you do it. I need you to do this. It's eternal. Yeah. And now today we have one of the greatest relationships because God harnessed my ability. That's so good. To persuade somebody to do something because that's what business is. It's full of persuasion. Yeah. Ministry can become that. You know, we want to get people to sway to what we believe. When, uh, you know, God is showing me, you know, uh, harness your persuasion. Yeah. You know, use the word of God. It'll persuade them. That's right. It'll win them over. You know, it's no... Words that you can come up with that's greater than what he's already said. You know what I mean? What you
0: perceive to be his weakest word is better than your strongest (laughs) word. Right, that's right, that's right. uh, I need a better text.
2: Let me say this
1: before the end of the podcast. I have been waiting for years, and I will not stretch myself to ask to preach or to be on nobody's show, right? Because I know it's persuasion, right? my own persuasion. but i am so elated to have this opportunity with you two guys listen
0: I, I, I you got to share this story though there was one story that you shared i, I want you to share this story it was you get out you get out when i get out, and you and you and your fellas come to you from the game mm. share that story
1: so real quick. Uh, the one stone left. The one stone left. Then we get back to the, to the title of the story and the, the, really the core of the story was I came home from prison. Uh, I began to work in um, a hotel my sister had set up for me after doing 12 and a half years. This time I had my wife, my two daughters, my youngest daughter just turned 16, so she's getting her license. I've been gone 12 and a half years. I got to get my license again. We have one car. We're going in four separate directions at the same time. So that left me on the bus. So my friends that contacted me, they knew I was home. And this is uh, my partners, my mentors, my, my brothers that I love so much today because they are saved now. I don't want to tell the whole story. <laughs> yeah. But 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 anyway, um, this is a part of the salvation and what happened for them. Because when I came home, we're used to taking care of each other yeah. if one has gone away. That is part of our loyalty to Somebody one another. Somebody goes to jail. Somebody goes to jail. Or you take fellas. care of the family. Take care of the family. I wouldn't talk to them and communicate with them. And the reason why, it wasn't because I didn't want anything from them. I didn't want anything from them. But I knew certain times of the year when there's a Super Bowl, there's a, 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 a Christmas time, there's a All-Star game. This is when they put out their best jury. Yeah, activity and activity that goes on. Right, and I didn't want to distract them by calling because, you know. <laughs> no I did I wanted them to live their best life in the life <laughs> that they chose, right? So I didn't want to call and say, don't go steal because you're not really stealing from people. Yeah. You're stealing from criminals anyway, right? So, <laughs> so, so anyway, they came over and they realized they just took a big lick, I think, I, I would just imagine it had to be over three, four hundred thousand, right? And so they are there at the house. I know when one of my partners is high spirits, I know what's going on. I can read them and tell, right? And so when they got there, they had this money. And uh they said, man, glad you're home, and we got some money for you. And in fact, it was 90, uh, it was 09. He had an 07, he had just brought an 09 uh, 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 Volvo, and he had an impala that was 07. New car, yeah, and so he says, I got the car, got the keys for me, they got the money, and I turned to him and I said, uh, man, you know, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't take it. And they were all like stuck like a deer in the hair, like, they're like, You can't take it. I said, No, man, I pledge my allegiance to, to this gospel, yeah. And I said, I can't, you know, take it, but what I can do is sit down. I was still on home arrest. I said, leave your
0: garage.
1: I, I said, yeah, I was still a whole, whole rest, And I said, look, we can have meetings in my garage as long as y'all in town. Y'all come by wow. every Monday. And they came by. They came. But they were so shocked. They wanted to know why. Yeah. What happened? Why ain't you money? taking this? Beer, yeah, exactly. This only makes you sense ain't for you to bus take, no no take no the more, money. Right? What's going on? Right, yeah. what's going on? And so I didn't. And uh, that the pinnacle of the story is that My friend that offered me the car, he's a pastor now in Atlanta. Yeah. My other friends know the Lord; they accepted the Lord. Still, you know, they walk as careful. But, hey, man, I am excited and elated that I was in obedience.
2: That's what's so attractive, though. You ain't talking that talk; you're walking it.
1: Oh, amen. Yeah, that was what won them over. Yeah. Had I took that money, they couldn't trust in the God that I call myself. That's right. That's right. Trusting in, yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. And And they're the type of guys. You know, even when that happened, I would have different churches I would visit and different people would come to our church. I wouldn't invite my friends if I thought this pastor didn't have it. Right. Because I didn't want them to see nothing else. Mm. You know, I didn't want them to think that was the gospel because I know they could pick it up. They had great, not discernment, they just had they instinct. They smell that. They could see it. They could see it. Mm-hmm. They were come. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on. You ain't going yeah, <laughs> <you, you laughs> to in. You ain't going to They could <laughs> tell by the way you move. They, they know all your moves. They know how you posture. They know all of this. They had to read it to steal. They could ah. tell when they, when you trust them, and, and they could mm-hmm. tell when you don't trust them.
0: And so you tell them, you, y'all are still in diamonds, and you tell them, come back next week. And they came. I got one stone left.
1: And I told him, I said, hey, God revealed it to me. I don't have no more diamonds to give you. Yeah. I don't have no more open doors to the game to give you. But what I do have is one stone left. And they say, what is that? Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Amen. And you gave him the stone. Gave him the stone. And they they all got saved. Ultimate heist. (laughs) They all got saved. <laughs> It great. was the ultimate hype. Hey, bro, Amen. listen,
0: listen. Your mind is like a checker, like a like a chessboard. Yeah, and man, it's like it. when uh, I love how you see the world. Yeah, and um, listen, we, we're gonna, we got to come back and do it again, please, because there's so please. many more stories. Oh, like, it is. They need to know like how you got married. Yes, uh, like the story of. You know, yeah. you and your wife at the, when, when you went on vacation with her. Amen. That's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, that's,
1: real quick before you end, I just want to say Tracy Foster is uh, with uh, CC Wining tonight. She's background in the choir. Oh, that's, yes. awesome. Yeah, that's so yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. That's my wife. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she's hooked up. Big shout yeah. out. That's a yeah. Yeah. Part of my development, right? Yeah. Listen,
0: we got to go. And, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. We pray you were encouraged, empowered, and strengthened. I want to encourage you to wake up and hustle like heaven to make sure someone out there feels the effects of your influence. Bring heaven to your home, your city and nation. Don't wait till it's too late. Get to a place that manufactures hope today. Go to church. Get to church. I'm Pastor Troy Thompson.
1: William Foster.
0: Pastor Marlon Sadler. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. See you next time.